This special Edge of NFT Asia Roadshow Tour Edition is sponsored by our friends at Casper Association. They oversee the evolution of the Casper Network, a blockchain supporting innovative tech giants, as well as decentralized applications and platforms, and featuring both upgradable smart contracts and predictable gas fees. They also have a great new show called Casper Blockchain Podcast. You can check out on Spotify or by visiting casper.network and clicking on news. Hi, everyone. While we're in Singapore recently, we had a chance to have some great conversations with industry leaders at Token 2049 and the Ordinal Summit 2023 just nearby. We speak to a senior leader at Consensus, Jeremy Miller, as well as several founders of Web3 infrastructure projects that are plugging critical gaps on blockchain's path to mainstream adoption, including the fast-growing Ordinals movement. On this special Edge of Asia edition, you'll learn potential solutions to Ethereum's cost and speed challenges through scaling methods like Layer 2s and ZK knowledge rollups. The story behind Superblock that was able to raise $7 million for over protocol in order to redefine blockchain accessibility, making it lighter, faster, and more decentralized and how CryptoGo is making critical Web3 compliance infrastructure a breeze for diverse applications from banking to gaming. Then get the scoop behind Ordzar, the first ever NFT platform to fully build in royalties for creators. Lastly, learn about the first Bitcoin wallet dedicated fully to the Ordinals movement. Step away from your PCs and dive headfirst into the edge of innovation. We're your player two, and this is Edge of NFT. Press start. Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element of how Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hi everyone, Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge NFT, live in Singapore. It's day one of the actual Token 2049 event and it is bustling. There are thousands of people having exciting conversations about the future of blockchain. And I am really pleased to be here with Jeremy Miller, Chief Development Officer at Consensus, to chat a little bit about his thoughts on the market. Good to have you here. Thanks, Josh. Good to be here. It is crazy out there, huh? It is busy. It's nice to be in a quiet, air-conditioned room for a few minutes and just sort of reflecting on things. And the first conversation I wanted to have with you is about Vitalik's keynote at Korea Blockchain Week. He talked about the fact that crypto payments are going to make a lot more sense again when we bring those costs down. I know, you know, using Ethereum even recently, it's still been challenging. Some of these gas fees get up into the $30, $40 range. And I was like, ah, I thought we were lower. And he's talking about how can we get down to that $0.02, cent, $0.05 cent range? What's your perspective on sort of the realisticness of that and sort of what's being done to build the ecosystem on Ethereum to make that possible? Yeah, so I think a bit of context is helpful, perhaps. Yeah. Right? So Ethereum's had a scaling roadmap for years. And if you go back, say, three years ago, we were all talking about Ethereum 2.0, right? And then the beacon chain launched and what have you, and scalability and layering the stack. And we're at a point now where some of the scaling solutions are starting to come to fruition. So the first part of this was when we decoupled the consensus layer from the execution layer, and now we're decoupling the 
execution layer from the data availability layer, which allows us to provide scaling at multiple layers of the stack. And we're starting to see Ethereum as the layer one being sort of the anchor chain, the, the layer of final settlement, whereas there are scaling solutions in the form of layer twos that are starting to become broadly available. In fact, volumes on what we call layer twos, which are Ethereum-compatible chains that write back the results of their transactions, but not the transactions themselves to the layer one. So you get the security of layer one and the scalability of parallelism coming to fruition. And the big change that we've seen over the past six months, let's say six to 12 months, is the evolution from what were called optimistic rollups, which are a lower threshold of security to ZK or zero knowledge, EVM or ZK proof based systems, which allow for faster finality and a greater layer of security at the layer two and a plethora of ZK solutions coming to the market. So we're at a point in time right now where we're starting to see the first ZK EVM based or ZK rollup based layer twos starting to move through beta and into production, which is why I think the comment from Vitalik was so timely, a sort of recognition that we're at this point in time in the ecosystem where these technologies are actually starting to be ready and are actually starting to become usable in a way that will unlock much higher degree of scalability, which in turn means lower transaction costs. And it's not just lower transaction costs. One of the other scarier things that happens isn't just that you might not be able to pay your fee, is your transaction might not get into a block at all, right? And if you think about a few weeks ago, there was sort of a flash crash across crypto. And if you're in the DeFi ecosystem, a lot of people are probably concerned about their collateral locked and were they going to get wrecked or liquidated. And if you want to make a change to your vault, well, that's a transaction in and of itself simply to change your thresholds and your collateralization in your vault so you don't then get liquidated. And some of those transactions didn't get through. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about continuity of service and enterprise adoption, these things can't happen, right? Like we have to live in a more continuous world. And it sounds pretty relevant what this advancement is doing. So break down ZK rollups for us a little bit more, educate our audience on them, because I think this is a term that if you're in the dev ecosystem, it makes sense, but it's a foreign language for everyone else. And I'm curious along those lines, what consensus is doing strategically in these areas? Yeah, so ZK, I mean, means zero knowledge. And what it says is I can prove something to you without giving you all the detail, right? So you can rely on the fact that I can give you this piece of evidence that what I'm telling you is true, and you can verify that it's true without having all the underlying data. And so there's two principal applications for that. One is around privacy, but the application we're talking about here is around scalability. So why does that matter for scalability? It says I can go off and run a batch of transactions, give you the results and the proof that I calculated the result correctly and you can rely on it. And that allows for you to have a whole series of networks running in parallel where you share the answers and then do arithmetic on the answers instead of having to do all the underlying transactions yourself. And that obviously is a breakthrough when it comes to parallelism, speed, multiple implementations, etc. It's exciting stuff. So at Consensus, you guys have been a key partner with Ethereum and there's a deep history there. What are some of the strategic initiatives that's going on in, at Consensus that you're particularly excited about? So to stay on the ZK theme, obviously Linea, which is built on top of our own zero-knowledge EVM, is really exciting for us. It launched recently, right? Launched recently, sort of in beta and moving more towards something that can be more general availability. It's got a fun name. What, is there a significance to the name Linea? 
There is, but we have this, some novelty in how we do the math that allows us to execute certain functions in a ZKEVM environment much more quickly and in a much more performant way, particularly to do with the way we implement it using lattices and what that means for hash functions, which is probably detail that we don't need to get into here. It also, it sounds kind of cool. So, hey, branding matters. You know, we did consider calling it lattice, but we landed on linear, and I think we're really happy with that. What people probably don't know is a piece of technology we've been working on for about four years. It began with us building a ZK Star implementation, an ARC implementation, and over time generalizing that into a full ZK EVM. And so there's two main differentiators in what we're trying to accomplish. One is we think because we've done the math a clever way, we can get some performance breakthroughs. But the other is it's full EVM compatible. So it's not recompile, it's not cross-compile, it is take your code as is and implement it. One of the things that we're doing is we're working with partners to move partner solutions that are built for the EVM onto Linea. And what we say to our partners is, look, you should be able to move your code over with zero changes. And if that doesn't work, you need to call us because the problem's on our side, not yours. Yeah, I know you're doing a lot of support on the dev side, and that's one reason you're here we'll get into. But are there any particular use cases for Linea that are just crush it, they're just stronger, and that you're excited about? So what we're starting to see, if you look at the use cases, is people starting to get into much more consumer-centric use cases. So gaming is one that many people in the sector are very excited about, and it's not just in the sector. I mean, if you look back over the last two years, one of the areas of highest investment from a venture capital perspective in crypto has been games. So there's yeah. a pipeline of AAA games that have been built over the last 18 to 24 months that are starting to come out that need higher and more scalable infrastructure underneath. So games are one area that we're really excited. Yeah, I hear the word gaming about once a minute here at yeah. Token and Career Blockchain Week. It's, it's definitely a hot area. Yeah, it is. And some of the titles look really cool. We're going to start to see much more high-quality games. But obviously, you know, the value proposition is, as I'm sure most people listening to this are aware, is in-game economies traditionally have been very closed. And the promise of Web3 is openness and portability. So, But in order to achieve that and reach that type of consumer audience, you need low transaction fees and high scalability. Absolutely. Other things going on strategically at Consensus that get you excited? So the other big area, obviously, is the wallet, MetaMask. And account abstraction and programmable wallets are big topics and obviously areas we're working on really fast. And I just saw an announcement about the ability to like cash out directly on MetaMask. Is that correct? Yeah, so we've been working on ramps and off ramps for quite a while. And we've announced some big integrations recently, including PayPal. But the other thing that we've been doing with MetaMask is making it more open and extensible. So the big announcement yesterday at this event was Snaps, which is a framework that allows developers to publish parts of their application into the wallet directly. The reason why that's really important is one of the principal uses of the wallet when you're using a dApp is signing and approving transactions. And this allows apps to be part of that flow natively within the wallet. And there are lots of applications for that. For example, you can now do Bitcoin transactions in your MetaMask wallet. Wow. I've been waiting for that a long time. So thank you. Really exciting stuff. So we're here in Asia. Saw some of your, your team over in Korea as well. Why is Asia significant to the overall landscape from your perspective? Why is it that everyone is here at Token 2049? Not to create some FOMO for our audience, but right. it's true, everyone's here. Yeah, so I think there are two reasons for it. One is some of it's around regulation and some of the more progressive stances that some of the Asian countries have taken that are really encouraging crypto to flourish. And the other is 
pretty much every crypto and Web3 company out there talks about getting to a billion users. To get to a billion users, you need to be everywhere. And in particular, you need to be in the most populous and most densely populated areas in the world. And obviously, a big portion of that population is here. And then I think the third is also adoption, especially if you look at things around payments and games. A lot of that adoption's really been Asia-driven. And so for us, it's incredibly important to understand the market, understand what partnerships we need to do, understand the level of localization we need in the products, understand culturally how people are using the products, and create the features and capabilities that will help drive even more adoption. Makes a lot of sense. Any partnerships in Asia in particular that recently have occurred or are sort of in the works that you could speak to? Well, there's tons. And if you start to look at what this, some of the stuff about snaps, I think something like half of the snaps we published were built by Chinese-speaking teams, for example, in our launch announcement. So we have an entire Asia-focused business development team focused on international expansion that are working across the geographies. Makes sense. Jeremy, really appreciate you spending some time with us and your perspective on what's going on at Consensus in the broader Ethereum ecosystem as well as L2s. Where can folks go to sort of dive deeper on what you guys are up to? Well, I mean, one of the things we did earlier this year is we relaunched our website. So if you go to consensus.io and consensus.net, there's tons more to learn and metamask.io. We'll appreciate all you guys are doing to continue to build this ecosystem. And thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really appreciate it. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued, or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them, and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things... Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Hey everyone, we are live at the Korea Blockchain Week and this is an exciting one for me as we are out here with some major announcements. We have been with Open Protocol who has some really fun, cool things to share with us. It's been a fun week, a lot of really cool things happening here in Korea. And Ben, you recently had a pretty cool major announcement that yeah. has happened. Can you tell us a little bit about that? About fundraising? Yes. Yeah, we raised about $7 million in this February from SK, Nemabur, DSC, EM, and Schmidt, which are the prestigious companies and venture capitalists in South Korea. And we also raised funds from Naver Jet and Spring Camp, which are the companies related to the Naver, which is also the prestigious companies in South Korea. Absolutely amazing. And what I think is really incredible is being able to raise that right now during this 
bear yeah. market that we've been enduring. But let's learn a little bit more about you. Let's learn a little bit more about Over Protocol. So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about what makes what y'all's protocol so special and different than other layer ones. Yeah. First of all, my name is Ben and I graduated Seoul National University, which is the most prestigious university in South Korea. And I'm also a graduate student and studying for optimizing Ethereum in my school. And I published a paper named Ethanos, and Ethanos is about optimizing Ethereum, especially reducing the size about Ethereum. So I reduced the size of Ethereum to about under three gigabytes, and the synchronization time to about several seconds. So I found a company and make a protocol based on this idea. So yeah, Over Protocol is the protocol that based on this idea, especially Thanos. And yeah, we are making that protocol so that our dream is to make node very small so that anyone can run on node on their PCs or personal devices so that they don't have to rely on institutions like validators or like preload services so that anyone can access data and anyone can transfer money by themselves. Yeah. That is our goal or dream. I think that's really good, man. Yeah. Like one of the challenges that I found with a lot of these layer ones that uh -huh. need validators to go, yeah. you typically have big institutions that come in and, mm -hmm. and take a lot of liquidity, yeah. and you need to have a good amount of money to be able to yeah. come and set these up. But by being able to set it as nodes, it allows more access. Uh -huh. So I know that's important to you, yeah. but tell us a little bit also about tunnels and why that's an yeah. important aspect of Ah, uh, yeah. Because it is regarding to blockchain's ethos. Because blockchain protects data manipulation or data copy by spreading the nodes and make people maintain the same data and updating that with the consensus algorithm. But these days, these nodes are too heavy and blockchains get too fast. So the size of blockchains gets very bigger. So it takes about more than several terabytes, or sometimes it requires several petabytes. This wow. is, yeah, very heavy. big, yeah, yeah, very heavy. So people cannot bear to maintain them. And it costs very expensive. Mm -hmm. So people cannot dare to access them. Only the institutions or the infrastructure companies can do that. We think this is opposite to blockchain ethos. Because blockchain opens the data, and blockchain is the very, I think, uh, open and not closed. But these days, these details got damaged. I think it's a really good point yeah. that you bring it up. And one of the parts that you're able to go and raise this, this money is addressing challenges like this uh -huh. and, and finding ways to yeah. not have it be so heavy and, and, and having the blockchain be a, a little bit more easier to scale and, mm -hmm. and have good things happen. So for people who are learning about this yeah. and potentially want to come and yeah. participate with your, yeah. with your protocol, what would you say are like the biggest differentiators of like here's why you want to come and build on your platform? Uh, yeah, our code base is based on Ethereum, so people can use EVM Solidity in our platform, and they can run those very easily. They don't have to pay to run those or get some data from the nodes. So ordinary people can run a node on their PCs, and they can develop something in their PCs and they can deploy them. And also, these nodes or these projects are run by ordinary people, mm -hmm. so they don't have to pay. It is for free, just on your computer. And your dApp will be run on other people's computers. So that is our strong point. And so people are very easy to get into our platform. Yeah, so easy onboarding, be able to do stuff from your computer, and basically people can come in and access this pretty quickly. Yeah. So all of that's really exciting, and something else that's exciting 
it's just being here in Korea during Korea Blockchain Week. So being able to come and participate in this, like, how's that been for you? How's your experience been so far? How are you enjoying the conference? Yeah, Korean Blockchain Week is a very big conference. And because I'm based in Seoul, so I'm very happy to join here because I don't have to fly. I just move here with, yeah, with the subway. Yeah. And it is very cool. And it is also good because Korea is a very important market for many projects. And they come here and meet some people and meet some companies in South Korea. And I think Hashit and Factblog are all very good companies. And they are very eager to spread the blockchains in South Korea. And they are very willing to do that. So that means we can do something very easily because of them. Right. Yeah, thanks well, to them. Yeah. It's good to have uh, local support yeah. and uh, also good to be one of the locals that were able to race what you were able to do yeah, in yeah, this yeah. current. So congratulations on that. Yeah. For people that want to come and learn more about everything you have going on with the protocol, the protocol, how can they do that? What's uh, the website? What's social handles? Yeah. How can they start to participate? Yeah, firstly, you can download our application named Over Wallet. Over Wallet is not a crypto wallet yet, but uh, Over Wallet is an application to gather people so that they can experience our environment and the ecosystem and they can get the airdrops from our application. So you can download OverWallet first and then our next application named OverNode will be launched on October. And people can download the OverNode on their PCs and they can run a node on their PCs and experience the node, node environment. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Go give that a look. And really appreciate you spending some time with us. And looking forward to see what happens next with Over Protocol. Yeah. Thank All you right. very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hi. We love having listeners like you because you're not only generous, but you're smart and you want to maximize the impact of your generosity. Donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act. But how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively? You could do weeks of research to find the charities that are out there, programs that they run, how effective those programs are, and how the charity might use your money. Or you could visit GiveWell.org. There, you'll get a short vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence back to charities they've found. Here's an example of how we at Edge of NFT make our charitable contributions go super far. Quick search on GiveWell's website, found their Maximum Impact Fund, clicked Donate, sent crypto to their address, done. Their Maximum Impact Fund distributes quarterly to the charities that they believe will do the most good. GiveWell accepts a broad variety of popular tokens and provides a simple way to document your donation. If you've never donated to GiveWell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to GiveWell.org and pick podcast and enter Edge of NFT at checkout. Make sure they know you heard about GiveWell from Edge of NFT to get your donation matched. Hi everyone, Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge of NFT, live again at the Web3 Gaming Summit hosted by ABGA and excited to speak with more on the infrastructure side of Web3 Gaming and making it sort of more compatible with the masses. Kodano, the CEO of Crypto Go, yeah. and that's actually Crypto with a K, got a chance to sort of learn a little bit from your team about what you guys are doing. I think it's really interesting in terms of 
the conversation about friction in the space is very real, and you come in to sort of solve that. So maybe a little bit about your background and sort of what you think are the biggest sort of pain points in the space that you guys are looking to sort of solve. Prior to CryptoGo, I co-found the Cobin Who Crypto Exchange, which is the first new trending fee exchange in the world in 2017. So after Cobin Who, I always thinking what's the sustainable business model if I want to start a new business. So my answer is about the regulation. Why? Because in 2017, we initiated ICO in that time. We raised more than 40,000 ETH at that time. So we have the cash to buy any system, but we can find a perfect KYC solution for virtual SSL provider. Thanks for sharing a little bit about the background on the KYC process. And it really sounds like what you're saying is, look, KYC needs to happen up front, not on the exit. Make it as easy as possible. Get it over with. Pull the Band-Aid off, but don't make it hurt so much. And then create a great experience for a user. Is that the gist? Yes. That makes a lot of sense to me. That is a major breakthrough. What are some of the enterprises that are using your product and how have you sort of helped them sort of onboard? What are some stories of success so far? The key is the accuracy and the speed. For, for example, our first big client is traditional bank. So they use our solution because their existing KYC solution is a legacy solution. They didn't utilize the AI and blockchain technology. So we utilize AI, like for example, natural language processing. So we help them do the streamline uh, customer replication during their due diligence process. What does the AI do? We can detect the entity from the article. So we use AI to read a full article. For example, title, name, location, age, time. So you can go into records on the internet and verify this person really does exist because every company has data and information on Google somewhere, if they're real. Correct, but we only solve the problem in Web 2.0 world. So for Web 3, we keep thinking what we can help the virtual SSL provider quickly identify the money laundry risk and comply with regulation. So we then draw out wallet solution, which is a one-stop compliant wallet service for the enterprise. That's exciting. And so what's next? Where do you go from here? So the first step is we release the compliance for enterprise to automatically complete the KYC verification. And the second milestone is we roll out the wallet solution for the enterprise, just like MailMath is designed for developer and for the end user, but we, we design for the enterprise so they can develop the Web3 application built on top of our infrastructure. So. In this August, we release our third product, and it's another milestone. The name is CryptoGo Studio. 
it's a one-stop solution. We can take care of all user journey from onboarding, verification, crypto asset management, on-chain activity, tracking. So it's all about the user journey for enterprise. So yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And and so the applications really range from banking to gaming. And OTC, yeah, and crypto exchange, yeah. So it's core infrastructure, sort of that's going to help with sort of the next sort of major onboarding cycle. And the fact that you've gotten bank as one of your first customers says a lot about the security. I think when we talk about the edge of Web three, we talk about sort of the sexy side, the entertainment being built, the animation, the co creation. But there is a regulatory component to all this, and we do have to follow the rules. And you're making that possible. So I really appreciate you sharing that with our audience and explaining that in more detail. Where can folks go to learn more about CryptoGo, especially if they're an enterprise and they're trying to like come up with this easy button? Do you have a Twitter handle, a website? You can no more detail visit our official website CryptoGo.com. My Twitter handle. And that's K R Y. K O R D N O U is my personal handle, and CryptoGo, CryptoGo's Twitter handle is K R Y P T O underline. That's it. All right, easy enough. Thanks for hanging out today. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And now a brief interlude from today's show, so you can get ready to wave your magic wand with Cast Magic. Our team saved a ton of time and money using Cast Magic for our show, and the potential use cases are boundless for any company creating content. Imagine turning a single recording into a goldmine of engagement for any type of show, webinar, or other type of audio and or video content, whether it's short or long. With Cast Magic, you can save over 20 hours a week. No more tedious transcribing or brainstorming social media posts. Cast Magic does it all, generating show notes, summaries, blog posts, and even newsletters in minutes. Think of it as your content alchemist, transforming every audio or video into a treasure trove of valuable content. Want to experience the magic? Get a seven-day trial on us by going to bit.ly forward slash CastMagicReferral and join Cast Magic's vibrant Slack community of over a thousand innovators. Don't just create, cast your magic with Cast Magic. What's up, everybody? We have Richard with Edge of NFT, and I am here with the organizer and the CEO of Ozar. Oh, we have so Nakeep. Yeah, so How are you fun. doing today? GM, GM, everyone. I'm Nakeep. I'm the co-founder of Ozar, and in terms of how everything's been going on, it's been going on really, really crazy. Past few months has been really, really tiring building all this, getting all the biggest players in the space, all the influencers like Erin, Olify, Domo, Udi, Eric, even the special guests is the cast out of the bag. Casey is here as well. So everything been really stressful, but really fun. And I can see this happening. We have amazing art gallery sponsored by LG as well as the screens. We have amazing people, but yeah, everything has been doing well. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is an incredible place. I mean, it's a lot of energy here, a lot of people coming through. Amazing vendors being able to do this. Audrey, who's with us, was able to get her first ordinal today. I was even to talk to the ex-verse CEO to get the wallet. I mean, there's just so many cool things with people discovering ordinals, but also to see the community. How is it to be able to see all these people 
come together and, and be a part of this. So this is amazing by itself, right? Because I've been in the oil space since early days as well. In Asia, there's not many oil products as well. So I've been educating oils throughout the entire Asia. I traveled to Vietnam. I traveled to Indonesia. I traveled. To, I created the first oil in Singapore. I got invited to Japan on 16 flights of Japan. I got invited to Taiwan all to educate oils, right? And the beautiful thing, the biggest thing that happens in the mouth of the oils was yesterday. I signed a contract with Bali Blocking Center, the first ever government to use ordinals to preserve art, which is the main use case of ordinals. They have millions, hundreds and millions worth of cultural Bali's art, and they can't really use NFTs because it's not really on-chain and immutable. And ordinals, they can use to preserve art for life. And we, there's a big milestones in the entire space, so amazing. And Man, getting congratulations. All this. Thank that you. That is so cool. Thank you. And, I mean, Thank you. Can't be stressing up. That is so amazing. And with being able to do stuff like that and being one of the first marketplaces for Ornals for people to come in, you have so many cool things within your ecosystem to be able to support artists uh, with, you're not taking any royalty fees. There's so many cool things about Onza. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, okay. Onza was named Onza because it meant to be an ordinal's bazaar. As a bazaar, it follows a very strong ethos in the past of P2P. There's no freaking middleman. There's no nothing, right? There's the ethos and I'm building in Bitcoin. Satoshi built Bitcoin to eliminate middleman, right? That's why it's called Oza. I am permissionless. Any artist, any creators that want to just launch their art in the oil space, come to my platform. It's free. You only have to pay between $1 to $5 to onboard the metadata on chain. That's it. And people can start minting and inscribing your artwork, right? And we plan and it's zero fees. We don't charge any fees because there's no such thing as fees in the Bitcoin space. The only fees you're supposed to be paying are the miners right. to maintain the whole network. That's it. Right? That's how I Oza, I created this called Bazaar. It's meant for the community, meant for the creators, meant for the people. And the long-term goal is to make it fully decentralized. Let it be a own Bazaar by itself. Let it run by itself and let people run it fully. And since today is a special day, I'm going to drop out something really important to the whole space. Oza will be the first audience platform that we will have royalties for creators. Wow. You already heard first. You got alpha on that. Yes. So cool. If you want to go and participate on Odzar, how can they find more information? You just go to odzar.com. Try it out. Our kind of platform, I make it so stupid that it's stupidly easy to do anything to just launch. And it's very simple. So that is what it's all about. You just go to odzar.com. Try it out. Follow our Discord if you have anything to do. Follow our Twitter as well if you've got any questions to ask as well. And keep creating, keep building, and grow. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first. Nikib, thank you for being with us and putting this on. This has been amazing. Thank and you. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you. Hello again, Web3 Curious listeners. If you're tuning into our podcast, we'd love for you to connect with us on our social media channels. Let us know what aspects of the show you love and what or who you're eager to hear more about. Your insights help us refine the show and bring you the topics and guests that matter most to you. Thanks for sticking with us. Back to the episode. What's up, everyone? This is Edge of NFT, your host here, Richard, and I am at the Ordinal Summit in Singapore, and I'm here with Ken, who's doing some really cool stuff with Xverse. Ironically, if y'all know one of the people on our team, Audrey, she actually just got her first Ordinal. In order to get it, she had to download the Xverse app. So who better to talk to than the CEO himself? Ken, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah, man. Well, glad to be here. Glad to learn more about what you got going on. Tell us a little bit about your wallet. Yeah, so Xverse is a Bitcoin wallet for Web3. We support all 
you know, Web3 use cases on top of Bitcoin. And we were the first Bitcoin wallet to fully support ordinals. And right now, I think a lot of people are using Xverse for, for ordinals, for Bitcoin. We also support layer twos on Bitcoin, for example, stacks. And we're looking to support things like Lightning and other scaling solutions on Bitcoin in the future. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And having, diving more into the ordinals landscape, I just downloaded the app myself. Very easy onboarding process. One of the vendors here, if you do something, you're able to get an ordinal. So I'm excited to, to grab that. So how does it feel to be at this event, to be able to work with some of these different vendors and to see more and more people entering the space? To be honest, it's quite surprising how much support, how many, how many people are interested in this space right now. It's also really coincidental that the moment I walked in, Ashley just came in like 10 minutes ago. The moment I walk in, I see someone downloading Xverse Wallet. It's really awesome. And I think this space is going to grow, continue to grow, because I see that a lot of people from some of the other layer one chains, their NFT projects, developers, they're all coming to Bitcoin because I think people see the value in something that is basically going to live forever on chain compared to some of the other sort of like layer, not layer, NFT protocols on other chains. So yeah, very happy to be here. Love to talk to more people, developers, people who are just interested in the art and yeah. Yeah, obviously we got this event going on. We're also going to be diving into Token 2049. What are some things you're looking forward to and why Singapore? Why did you decide to come to this event? There's events going on all over the place. Why did you decide to come here? Yeah, so I think this week is very packed. We have Ordinals events. We have the main token event and also some of the other Bitcoin builders events as well happening this week. So of course, I think if you're interested in Bitcoin, you should definitely come to this event. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if people want to learn more about you and be able to download the app, what are ways they can do that? Yeah, so to download the app, go to xverse.app. That is our website. Our app is on mobile, on iOS and Android, as well as Chrome extension on desktop. And it should be pretty easy to download and set it up within two minutes. Awesome. Well, Ken, thank you for your time and hope you enjoy the rest of this amazing summit. Thank you. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy. Thank you.